0: in offering these instructions each morning. We can explore the instructions at times as something to do in our practice, something new to look at or explore, perhaps. Check out whether something that is offered as an instruction is congenial for what's happening in our practice. And another way that we can um, explore the instructions is not so much as something to do, but more just descriptions of things that might be noticed, descriptions of ways they might be noticed, and not so much trying to do them, but just taking in this as information. Taking in these instructions, these offerings as information. And then just continuing your practice. Having this information kind of dropped into our our experience, into our minds. That's new conditions, that's an addition to your experience in this moment. And while you're practicing, if something arises that's similar to what has been explored in the instructions or the offering here, this information may come to the foreground and participate in the meditation. And so, in these offerings in the morning, it doesn't necessarily mean this is what you should do all day, but just receive it as possibility. Today, I'd like to explore with you the possibility of being mindful of thought. This is an experience that is very common in our meditation, common in our lives. In meditation, we often have a conflicted relationship with thought. In mindfulness practice, we're not trying to get rid of thinking. But we are exploring what it might mean to be possible to be aware while thinking. And now that said, when we become aware of thinking, sometimes thinking simply vanishes. And yet there are times when the thinking seems to have a life of its own. And it's useful to recognize that just because thinking is happening doesn't mean mindfulness is not happening. Partly I think we have a conflicted relationship with thought in our meditation because there's a very powerful habit that we have to engage or connect with the content of thought. Believing, in a sense, the importance of thinking in that moment. And we tend to have a habit of losing mindfulness while thinking. But that does not mean we have to lose mindfulness while thinking. Thoughts are simply another mental process that can be known. Much as the mind states of hindrances can be known. It's a mental phenomenon and can be recognized. Thinking is happening. The function of the mind is to both think, feel, experience emotions, to have those as well as to know them. And so much as the eye sees, the ear hears, the body senses, The tongue tastes. The mind thinks and knows its thinking. The mind also has emotions and knows that. Mind states and knows that. It's a natural process of our minds to think. And a natural process that we can become aware of. As we explore thought, thinking, there's two sides of it that can be interesting to explore. One is the content. And on retreat in particular, we uh, don't get too engaged in the content of thought, especially in formal practice. The other side of this is the process of thinking, how thinking is happening. A simple way to recognize this, becoming aware of thought, is just to recognize thinking is happening. A thought arises and we become aware of thought. You could use the noting at that point. Noting can be a tool that's useful in recognizing thinking. Thinking. If the thought is not terribly strong, that recognition may simply be enough for the thinking to vanish. And then simply continue Continue noticing what's obvious in the present moment. Connecting with your breath or your anchor. Sometimes the content of thought is pretty strong. Pulls us back to it. If you feel that that is happening, a couple different explorations we can make there. One is to acknowledge the kind of content. Recognize a pattern of thought, perhaps. Maybe planning, thinking, remembering, judging, fantasizing, arguing describing, rehearsing. This takes us a step back from the content, but still acknowledges the content kind of has a pull for us In a way we're recognizing kind of the contour of that thought rather than the detail of the thought. If the content of the thought is particularly strong and we keep getting pulled back over and over again to a particular story or narrative, at that point it can be really helpful to check in and see is there an emotion, a mind state, a mood that is related to that thought. Sometimes an emotion is sending up thoughts like flares, almost as if it's saying, pay attention to me. And when we do connect with that emotion that's related to that thought, sometimes the thoughts diminish, or they don't. They're not as sticky anymore, perhaps. when we wake up into thinking after the mind has been wandering for a while, or even if it's just been a few moments. In that moment, there can often be a habit or a, a tendency to just simply recognize, oh, th- thinking, and then kind of yank oneself back to the thought, to the, to the anchor. It's kind of that dynamic of awaking up and then coming back to the breath or the body, the hearing. In exploring this terrain of thinking, that moment when we become aware again, is often a really helpful moment to begin to recognize in that moment you have woken up into thought, woken up into thinking. So take a moment to notice that, thinking. As the mind wanders into thought in that way, it often will construct a new landscape of our experience. Our mind has wandered into a memory, for instance. And often, whatever was going on around that memory, an emotion or contraction in the body that had happened at that time, has been created in the moment. Really helpful when we come aware, become aware again to take in how is the experience now, in this moment, having been caught in thinking. What's the landscape like now? Is there tension, is there ease? That may be what is actually most obvious to attend to in that moment, noticing perhaps an emotion that's been created or tension in the body, or even at times, actually, a deeper sense of calm or ease or peace or even metta. I have found the mind wandering into thinking about friends and waking up the feeling of metta, is what's obvious. So take some time as you come into awareness again to receive the landscape of that moment. And then, as it feels appropriate to return to connecting with the anchor for the attention, Continuing your practice. Relaxing the body. Relaxing the core of the body. Maybe you can soften inside your throat. Relax the heart, the stomach, the intestines. And maybe using the image of relaxing the brain as a way into relaxing the mind. Receive your experience. Whether that's the anchor. It's possible to open to body sensation and yet just simply receive body sensation. Open to hearing and simply receive hearing. Attune to the breath and yet settle back and receive what's available in the experience of breathing. Thinking will happen. Exploring the possibility of recognizing thinking. Noticing the contour of thought. Emotions connected with thought. Especially in that moment when mindfulness returns, a curiosity about the landscape you find yourself in. Receive open to allowing experience within the field of mindfulness. Sometimes in exploring mindfulness of thinking, it's not so much that the thoughts have particularly a, a pull to them or that they're engaged with any kind of emotional uh, tone. And sometimes thoughts seem kind of random, almost random. They're not random, but they may just appear as a uh, a string of words in our mind or as an image. Um, and they don't seem to have much connection to anything that's happening in the present moment. And sometimes with this kind of a thought, you, know, you could just recognize, oh, thinking. But I find that... Uh, particularly looking at the way the thinking is happening at that point can be helpful. By that I mean the modality or, or how we know we're thinking. Um, different, different ways thoughts happen in our mind. They may appear, and one of the most common ways people describe thinking is as if you're speaking to yourself so, kind of that, that modality. Or as if somebody else is talking to you. Um, or sometimes as uh, seeing images. Sometimes it's a full-on movie of images and words together. And sometimes it can be uh, almost a kinesthetic experience. Thinking can have a kinesthetic quality. As if our body is moving or acting in some way. But we're still, and so I find it useful uh, when the thought doesn't have a strong emotional tone, or there's not a particularly uh, flavor to the thought. To acknowledge the modality in my in my meditation to to recognize, oh, uh, not, I know that I'm not actually hearing, but the thinking is occurring as if I were hearing, and so acknowledging that, or if it's an image, noticing that kind of seeing is happening. subvocalizing is happening. That's a way of acknowledging the, co- the process, how thinking is happening in the mind. This can be particularly helpful if the, if the um, thinking has a dreamlike quality notice how is th- how are those thoughts um, appearing in our minds? So one question uh, was left on the board. So I'll start with this one. was a question to uh, say more about, Aspects of the practice that have a vague or uh, imprecise quality, a diffuse quality. Um, To just hear a little more about that. Which I spoke about last night in particular in connection with sloth and torpor. That the quality of sleepiness or dullness or low energy can have a diffuse quality to it a vague sense, you can't just, it's not a precise experience. And so, just as a kind of a, an exploration, take your thumb and your forefinger and press them together. That sensation that you feel there, that's a pretty precise experience. You can Feel into that with somewhat some precision. And in some ways, with mindfulness, this is the most, these kinds of experiences, the, the obvious ones, the ones that are a specific point of sensation, a specific sound, a specific um, seeing of an object, those sensations are the, they're, they're, the, they're some of the easiest for us to, to know. Now let go of that pressure and just feel into your thumb. What sensations are in your thumb? You may notice some kind of precise sensations there too, little tinglings or pressures, but you might be able to experience a a more general thumb experience, maybe a vibratory or tingling or pulsing quality there that's broader. It's a little more diffuse than that precise experience when you were pressing with your thumb and finger. And now let that expand even further. And and just take in your hand. Again, broadening the attention. The mind has a capacity to kind of narrow into a focus of a precise point, like the point of the thumb and the forefinger touching, or broaden. In this case, we just broadened out to the hand. The broadening of the experience to the full hand is... It's a little more imprecise. The sensations there are a little more diffuse. This kind of diffuseness can happen in our minds. There can be specific, precise experience that we can recognize, a thought, an image, a sound, uh, or, you know, a specific mind state, the, the arising of anger, for instance, can have a little bit of a, of a sense of something appearing in our minds. Or a sense of, th- of the arising of a specific um, mental experience. Thoughts can be this way. A thought wasn't there and suddenly a thought is there. so so there can be a kind of a more more distinct mental experience and there can be more vague mental experience or diffuse mental experience we can be aware of this diffuse mental experience again much as we can with our our bodies. Another analogy around the diffuseness of experience, it's almost like a, it's like a diffuse experience can be kind of like a, almost a layer of something that we're in or in the visual field, uh, a, 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 uh, Colored lens that we're seeing through. In, um, in our bodies, if we go out into, uh, into a humid day, or if we go out into a dry day, there's an experience there that's a vaguer experience. It's just like an immersive experience. And it impacts other, how we're taking in other experience, perhaps. Very di- distinct, um, dif- there's a difference between that sense of landing in humidity, getting off the plane to in Hawaii, for instance, or, or just on a day. I mean, I come from California, and so I'm very sensitive to the humidity levels here, because it's so dry in California walking out, it's like, whew, you know, just a different feeling there. It's a broad feeling. It's a, it's, it's a diffuse feeling. It's very different than the feeling of a drop of water on the skin. And likewise, with the states of mind, we can begin to recognize a low-energy state, for instance, that flavors or colors... The, uh, uh, the other experience that we're taking in. When the, the energy is low, often it, it can feel like objects are less precise. And if we're trying to land on the objects, if the mind is dull, if we're trying to land on the objects, it, it may be a struggle. But perhaps we can land back in that feeling of low energy or dull mind, and just know that more diffuse quality. In my own deepening, in the, in the practice for me as it, as it deepens, uh, a lot of experience comes in this more holistic way rather than in a precise way. It's like being immersed in water or being uh, seeing a wash of the Milky Way in the night sky. Not precise. And if we're orienting our mindfulness to the precise um, experience... Particular sensations on the skin or particular sights, hearing particular sounds. We're going to miss huge terrain of the landscape of experience. Often these vague or imprecise uh, experiences are. Um, Well, they're they're more um, they're harder to see, or they're harder to touch into. They're less obvious to us at times, and yet. They're also unfamiliar. Perhaps we're not so familiar with touching into that that broader experience. And getting interested in the unfamiliar. Even if we don't have a name for it or don't have a... I can't be precisely identified. The more we move into meditation practice, the more we deepen in our meditation practice, the more there will be unfamiliar experience. And so learning how to be curious about what is not precise, what is not known. If we are always orienting to what's familiar, known, easy to see. We will miss awakening. We have no clue what it is to be awakened. We can't look for it. We have to be available to receive. So, I guess that's all the time we have for question for this morning. Mm. Relax. I hope there can be a, my wish for you is to enjoy, be curious about what's happening for you. Open to this amazing human experience.